For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Hi. Just a second, put you on speaker. Okay. Hang on. Hello. Uh hi. Okay. So first I have to full transparency. I'm taping this call. But I'll ex- I'll explain why momentarily. Um is mom there too? I'm here. Hi, hi you too. Okay. So we're doing an episode about places like vacations or just trips we took with our, our families. And I wanted to ask if you guys remember any particularly weird or interesting trip that we did uh, when I was a kid. Well, do you remember the trip that must have coincided with the Summer Olympics or something? Oh, we're in in Canada. Well, we did a sort of a circle route. Yeah. Yeah. And we stopped at each of the Great Lakes and made sure we at least put a toe in mm-hmm. to each of the Great Lakes. And we also... <laughs> I don't remember that. Lake. Well, we did like we did an opening ceremony where we pretended to be molecules. And then there was a competition about putting up the tent. <laughs> I remember that. I remember trying to put up my tent as fast as I could so I could win the competition. Yeah. I do... Yeah, I remember that trip. I remember that trip fondly. We went to Niagara. We did a bunch of other stuff. We uh, we toured that that huge mansion in Toronto where they shot um, X Men. Yeah, they had those like huge stables in it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite trips. That was a um, that was a good trip. I have good memories of that trip. So, everybody's got a story like this: a time they went on a family trip, a family vacation. And we wanted to hear those stories. So we asked the Atlas team to tell us about a memorable place that their family had taken them. And after the break, we are going to hear those stories. We are going to get thrown into the ocean. We're going to meet Klingons. And we're going on vacation with Thomas Jefferson. That and much more after the break. I'm Madison, Wisconsin, and... For some reason, there was a skunk, and you were looking at the skunk like the person would, and it went after you. So you started running, and the skunk was running after you. It was really funny. That is funny. Man. I mean, it wouldn't have been funny if you'd actually gotten spray, but... (laughs) It's It's all funny. It's all fun and games until you get sprayed by a skunk. 
Hi, I'm Gemma Tarlack, and I'm a senior editor and writer at Atlas Obscura. My most memorable place that someone in my family took me to is a scrap of the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of the Jersey Shore, specifically off of Manasquan Beach. That's where my grandpa, when I was really small, took me in his boat. And having showed me a couple days earlier the basics of swimming in a hotel pool, he tossed me into the Atlantic and said, okay, go swim toward the shore, you'll be fine. I should add that this was a couple weeks after he took me uh, sneaking through a hole in the fence in a drive-thru to see Jaws. So that movie was fresh in my mind, and that's how I learned to swim. I'm actually really grateful that happened because, you know, Marie Curie said nothing is to be feared, it's only to be understood. And I feel like my grandfather's philosophy was nothing is to be feared, end of. And uh, thanks to that moment, I have a lifelong fascination and love of sharks and no fear when I'm swimming. I just jump in and swim. Thanks, Grandpa. Hi, everyone. My name's Annie Eubank, and I'm one of the editors at Gastro Obscura. My story of a memorable family vacation took place in the late 90s in Las Vegas. We weren't in Vegas to gamble, to see any shows. My parents are huge Trekkies, and we were there to see the immersive Star Trek experience at the Hilton. There was a gift shop and not a ride, but kind of like a walk through um, Star Trek experience with actors and there was also a restaurant, and this was Quark's Bar, a recreation of a restaurant in Deep Space Nine. I hope I have that right. I had to Google it. This restaurant had actors walking around, and after we had put in our order, a Klingon walked up to our table in you know full Klingon makeup and an amazing costume, and my parents were thrilled. And I was less thrilled because I was a pretty small kid. And the Klingon looks at me and says, Small human, what is your name? I was a little freaked out, so I immediately hid under the table. My parents thought this was the funniest thing ever, and the actor recovered and said, A day without secrets is like a night without stars. And my parents have repeated that story to everyone who will listen for the last 20 years. Then our food came, and I remember I had a burger shaped like the Starfleet symbol, so it was a triangle. And sadly, the exhibition is long gone now, but it certainly left me with a great memory. I'm Erin McKay. I'm the director of sales marketing for the brand partnerships team here at Atlas Obscura. My family took me to a grocery store called Stu Leonard's when I was growing up. It's this really cool store that has animatronic produce and other characters singing songs to inspire you to buy vegetables and avocados and bananas. And as a kid, you hit this little button and the bananas would sing. There would be costumed animals like cows walking around 
And they had the best ice cream cones at checkout and a petting zoo. It was like the Disneyland of grocery stores. It's so memorable and has stuck with me that to this day, my husband and I take our kids to Stu Leonard's. The stores are still around. They've upgraded a lot of the animatronics. And it's just so cool to allow my kids to experience the same sort of shopping environment with these like quirky singing celery and lettuces. (laughs) It's just, it's super cool. I'll never forget it. And hopefully my kids don't either. I'm Nicola, and I'm a software engineer at Atlas Obscura. And one of the most memorable places my family took me when I was younger was an event called Polka Fest, which was a weekend-long dance-a-thon, which took place at a motel somewhere in upstate New York. And I was in probably third or fourth grade, and we had decided to go because my grandparents, who whose parents immigrated from what's now Poland. They loved to polka, and they they went to these events all the time, so we decided to go as a family. So we wake up at like 8 a.m. to start dancing, and we go downstairs, and there's just folding table after folding table set, set up outside the ballroom, completely covered in vodka shots. And we go in and start dancing. And for whatever reason, not only are we like the only family there, it's mostly middle-aged and elderly couples, Um, who are polka enthusiasts, but we decided to wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats um, to be festive. And so I just have this really vivid memory of being passed around from stranger to stranger and them being really excited that I knew how to do the polka. I'm Nikki, and I design trips for Atlas Obscura. So my parents used to take me to Williamsburg as our family vacation every year. Not Williamsburg, Brooklyn, but to Colonial Williamsburg in Virginia, which is a restored historic U.S. town from the 1700s that was really important during the birth of the USA. And it's basically a living museum. So each of the stops and houses, you can go in, interact with reenactors, you can go to the blacksmiths or the printing press, you can drink ale at a local tavern. And we liked it so much, we returned twice a year um, as our only family vacation, once in the summer and once around Christmas time, from eight years old to about my mid-twenties. So a bit outside of the norm, very nerdy, um, but a very nostalgic and memorable place for me, Uh, especially because they had full-time reenactors who would basically play the main historical characters. So George Washington would always be the same person, Ben Franklin, etc. In particular, Thomas Jefferson was played or interpreted by the same person since I was eight years old until my mid-20s. I know the history around the Founding Fathers is a bit problematic in today's world um, because we're finding a lot of stuff isn't as accurate or some of the history has been left out. But before I had a concept of that, I really feel like I knew TJ, who's Thomas Jefferson. I call him TJ. I remember meeting him on that first trip. Just on the street, he like stopped to chat with us and I was telling him that I wanted to be an attorney. And he made some sort of expected comment like, wow, a female attorney, wouldn't that be something? 
And then later on at a dance class, he asked me to hold on to his cane for him while he danced the Virginia Reel. Um, then another time we went to go see him at a stage interview where, and I stood up during the questions and answers and asked what his favorite food was, peas. Um, and at a ball once, he offered to escort me, meaning I got to hold his arm while we climbed up the stairs with my parents, and I got to go and curtsy for the governor and his wife before anyone else in the group got to come. And even as I got older, I, I still felt really comfortable with this guy, like I really knew him. And I remember pushing back a little bit and asking him once in a tavern about Sally Hemings, who is a very problematic storyline uh, for TJ. On those trips, it just, I don't know, it really stuck with me that now when I look at history, I understand that these are people, not just stories that we read about. People who have good and bad, like TJ. Hey guys, this is Luz Fleming, the mixing engineer for Atlas Obscura. And I think it was probably the first Christmas I ever remember. I was very young. I was probably four years old. And this was in New York City, and I was with my mom in Rockefeller Center, and there were big Christmas trees with lights, decorations, and the whole city vibe was very festive and may have even been snowing and cold winter night. And my mom took me to the big, amazing toy store, FAO Schwartz. And we went inside, and I was stunned. It was at least two floors of toys and lights and trees and sounds and toys that made music and mechanized toys that moved. And there was a train on tracks that wove through the store. And I just thought it was the most incredible place that had all the coolest things you could think of. And I had no idea that it was an actual store that you could buy things. And... This is gonna sound cruel, but I don't think my mom intended to buy me anything. She just wanted me to come in and see the toys and the kids could play with the toys as well. So I played with all kinds of toys and just had so much fun. And I ran up and down the huge musical keyboard on the floor and made all the musical notes and played with the stuffed animals. And I noticed that Lots of the kids around me were just crying. Most of the kids were crying the whole time, and I, I just couldn't understand why would everybody be crying when there's all this fun stuff to play with and all these great toys to engage with. And after a while, my mom said, well, are you done? And I said, yeah, I'm getting tired, and we left. And we didn't get anything. And as I think back, I realized that I think my mom was really onto something there by not telling me that it was a store and that I could actually have some of those toys myself because every kid in there was miserable except for me, the one kid who didn't know that he could actually have some of those. And maybe it's better not to want or have every toy that you can, but just to play with the ones that are there and leave it at that. We want to hear your stories, too. Give us a call at 315-992-7902 and leave a message telling us your name and about your family trip. Whatever it is, wherever you went, we want to hear about it. You can also record a voice memo and email it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. 
Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. This episode was produced by Chris Naka. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Dylan Thuris, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. And this episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.